What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Blockhash Exploring the Blockchain. Quick message from our sponsor, Nitro Betting. Nitro Betting is a top Bitcoin and crypto betting site that allows you to place bets in casino games, sports books, racing, gaming, you name it. It's your money. You should be able to. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Have fun with it too, outside of traditional investing. So check out all the action at nitrobetting.eu. All links are in the description below. Enjoy the episode, guys. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Blockhash, exploring the blockchain, episode 365. Today, I have Ilya Pashkov, hopefully I pronounced that uh, correctly, the founder of Altar Metaverse. He's doing a bunch of things, honestly. He's part of a bunch of projects. He has a huge skill set. This guy's a futurist. He's an entrepreneur. We're going to talk with him today about um, the breadth of skills he has in his tool belt within working in Web3 and some of the projects that he's a part of. So Ilya, welcome to the show, man. Super happy to have you here and have a cool free-flowing conversation. Thank you, Brandon. Pleasure to meet you. Uh, happy to be here. Likewise. Uh, let's kick it off with a little bit of a story or background about yourself. Uh, what, who, who are you? You know, what have you done in the past? <laughs> um, you know, what's, uh, what's your story? Yeah, sure. Um, originally from Ukraine, was born in Ukraine um, and started my career, I would say, uh, as a designer. I was very passionate about computers and Internet because I was living in a time when there was no Internet. And I remember that pretty good. And then uh, I remember the time when the Internet just started. It was like something revolutionary happening uh, on the, in the world. And I being being a kid, I actually felt that that's something I want to be related to. I want to be doing something with it. So I was kind of like scaling my knowledge super fast. Uh, I was even like hacking, like doing some computing, coding, you know, like different things because I knew everything about computers. I made it, did it for fun being in high school. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then uh, ninth grade, I decided that I want to switch to, to, to design, to graphics because uh, I felt passion to like designing things. And um, being in a school, I went uh, working to um, uh, like a small design shop where they been producing the CDs for different artists and, uh, you know, music uh, labels and like different things. So I was designing posters, uh, covers for CDs and things like that. So age like 21, uh, I already started my first development shop and in parallel, I've already been working in uh, ad agencies. So I've been working in branding, marketing, graphic design and scaling to art and creative director position. So I was like running designers and been executing the full full stack projects 
um, that is could be branding and identity, marketing and like everything. So working in the industry, when you work in branding, you kind of like, you have to understand what is this business about always. So like you're creating the concepts for brands, you're creating the brands, brand story or something else. And you want to deep dive into that industry, deep dive into uh, that project to get full clarity and then how you generate the best, the best ideas. So kind of like <clears throat> working in branding, marketing, uh, and in parallel running my dev shop, building a websites, there was no mobile apps yet. Uh, that's how I, you know, gained the experience, you know, working with the clients, building something and kind of like scaling myself through like different, uh, different uh, skill set, different tool sets. Uh, being like a person who changing the heads all the time because, you know, mm -hmm. running your own company, dev shop, running the uh, managing developers, and then in parallel, you have to focus on the design always and build something. That's kind of like gave me, uh, that's how I gained an experience to, you know, pretty much became who am I right now. So then I got hired by BMW and I was going through different design positions in general in my career is like UI, UX design, product designer, a brand designer, um, uh, industrial designer, maybe even a little bit. And because I've been working on different projects, running my consulting development projects, and again, always focusing on branding and design as as the core uh, fundamental things to start with. So, work for BMW, designed uh, UI UX, product design for BMW cars, and um, at that time I moved to US already, um, and then started my consulting, started focusing on my consulting company. And became like a digital nomad for like five years, I think. I've been traveling, especially crypto, because I, I, I jumped into crypto pretty early. Uh, Bitcoin was around 40 bucks <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. when I started. And then I had like, I told this story many times, how I lost my Bitcoins, lost my uh, 80 Bitcoins wallet and things like that. So it was like, like everyone has their stories in crypto. I had mine, mm -hmm. uh, very similar. Uh, but that, you know, Ability to join early gave me gave, gave me uh, gave me the opportunity to learn, you know, how to how to treat crypto, how to play with it, what to do with it, um, because initially it was just an ability to buy pizza or a domain or you know hosting or something like that. And even not all the services were providing abilities to to pay with crypto. Yeah, man, you have a wide, varied list of experiences. You know, I think developing out over time you know especially pre-internet too like i barely remember those days <laughs> i was very very young but i do remember um you know what the size of the cell phones looked like and the fact that it was dial-up internet and aol was like the place to go for email and um, exactly. my, my parents still have um aol AO. email addresses <laughs> i probably still do somewhere mine as well but it was it was very 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 fun and especially for me, we were born in Soviet Union, so it's like totally mm -hmm. different, different game. So like, I remember my grandma had the phone, and like, you have to like dial the know, rotary. Like, rotary, yeah, exactly. <laughs> my my grandma has a. I don't know if she still has it, but when I was a kid, she had a rotary phone in her house. It didn't work, but it was still on the wall, mounted, and everything. And I thought mm -hmm. that was the coolest thing as a kid. Because I was like, what? You had to spin it around to to call someone. <laughs> like, you didn't have a button you could push. <laughs> Yeah, I remember I've been using those because, you know, 
Yeah, it's it's wild um, when you can remember times like that, and then you look at the world today in such a you know is you know history is a very vast, but over the last 30, 40, 50 years, things have changed very dramatically. Um, yep. It's, uh, it, it's quite wild when you think about it, and especially now that we have blockchain and we have a whole Web3 revolution. We have things like the metaverse and um, AI and, AI and <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't recognize this world. Goodness. Yeah, um, actually, actually, uh, you know, I was thinking about the my favorite movie was, was uh, when I was a kid was always the Back to the Future. And it was yeah. always interesting currently to see, you know, what's the things that they predicted are actually happen and which one or not. It's so interesting that, you know, we still don't have like a flying, flying cars so popular, but, but some items like Nike's, uh, you know, launched the same shoes. And with NFTs, actually, have you seen those? Mm-hmm. The NFT mm-hmm. sneakers, the pretty funny. I just, I just saw it like a month ago, I think my friends had it um yeah and you know the terminate terminator movie about the ai and the robots like coming from the future that's kind of fun too <laughs> I feel like we're getting closer to that to that time already yeah it's i think in back to the future the year they went to was like 2015 so it was kind of mm-hmm. cool to compare technology in 2015 to what they thought it would look like in back to right. the future Right, um, right, right. Surprisingly, there were a lot of things that were actually accurate, um, like some of the augmented reality, holographic, you know, displays and and advertising, um, VR headsets they had, and the video communication that didn't exist then that, that existed in 2015. Like some of that stuff was actually kind of spot on. Yeah, um, whereas yeah, like exactly. others, like the the hoverboards and the flying cars, you know, not, maybe yeah, they got may the, never happen. A little bit earlier, but. Yeah, I mean, I th- I think we're gonna catch 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 it up soon, because uh, you know I've seen already the prototype of fl- several probably of them, but I've seen the pretty cool ones, the flying car prototype. I think just a couple mm-hmm. of days ago. So we're getting so close to to the to the time where we can do almost the same things. <laughs> yeah, I've seen the flying taxis. I don't know how that's gonna really work in a big city but you know i, I yeah I, I, I feel i feel like it's gonna be like the regulations uh you know that's what's happening currently with drones latest uh i think I've, I've seen it was like a flying drone but it's a big scale drone mm-hmm. where you can actually see it like um uh, like you see it like in a car mm-hmm. but you pretty much control it yourself it's super cool it looks looks pretty cool like Elon had a really interesting take on it quite a while back when he was uh, building out the boring company, how flying mm-hmm. cars were just not practical. You know, if you're not maintaining your car and taking care of it, what happens if parts start falling off of it or it's leaking something or someone throws something out the window and, you know, there's a lot of liability for everyone on the ground. Um, so it almost makes more sense to build underground and to have like you know, those tunnels and a boring company, you know, put these systems together versus giant metal objects flying over your head every single day. It does, you know, sound a little bit more of a problem. Yeah, if it's going to be fully, I would say, like automated to from the control of the humans and controlled by AI, let's say, mm-hmm. and, you know, automated flying. So you like you sit in, in the car and it took you to some taking you to some something uh, to some direction. Um that I see more possible because imagine if like 
people going to be actually controlling themselves. It's way more, it's way harder than you have just like a straight road. You turn right, you turn left. You can like go like 360 direction. Mm -hmm. It means that, you know, there's a big possibility to make a mistake or something. And then you can bump into someone and both car going to fall and, you know, somebody can be damaged or some house can be damaged or something, something like that. So more like an automated flying, like, like an Uber, uh, with AI and self-driving and flying cars, I see it more uh, realistic in the beginning. Because mm -hmm. it's like a helicopter, you have to know, or like a like a plane, you have to know the trajectory, you have to know the, the path where it's flying. So, And it should be on the radar. So all other objects who fly, they have to understand that they go into the right direction. Then they're not, they, they're not bumping into each other. So there is a possibility to have this... Uh, uh, you know, uh, bump or something uh, that should be somehow uh, avoided. So it's just going to make the system more complicated because AI have to like say, no, this direction you can go. You can yeah. go only there. Okay. Something. So it's, it's going to be a part of like automated uh, flying. <laughs> yeah. I well, I, I could see these air taxis, you know, existing and having like an AI like navigation system or something like that to like, make sure that people aren't, you know, being crazy up there and driving themselves. I think that's like the worst part of it. Imagine if you fly above everyone through New York City, um, the liability of flying into a building or, you know, running into an important structure or hitting a construction crane or telephone lines. Like there's just too many things that could go wrong. So I do think it'll happen, but it'll probably be at like an automated AI, like taxi type of work. Yeah, yep. Exactly. Exactly. Have you used um, Have you used the um, automated driving cars like uh, Uber or something? Um, I I used to have a Tesla, and it yeah. would drive me around, which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I used Tesla too, but I think there was like a fully automated, like an Uber car or something. I've seen right in in mm -hmm. some regions. Um, I never used those. Yeah, yeah. They're in some cities. They're testing them out where you can order an Uber, and the Uber has no driver and it picks you up and it takes you to the destination which is kind of cool but at the same time there's no human element and you kind of worry because there's so many people that rely on those type of jobs now because um, mm -hmm. it's not something that would just replace an uber it would replace taxis too and those unions are very strong and you know they're the the demand for uber and lyft and those companies are very strong so i, I don't know if how that'll play out but I've never tried that experience. I've only tried it like in my own Tesla. Like it's yeah, really like cool how well it works. Yeah, I've seen just only videos. I think it was somewhere in like um, Silicon Valley area for sure. I think I've seen a few examples there. I think I even seen like the car driving like that, but never tried it myself. And yeah, it's kind of interesting. You know, we are got to the point where AI already taken pretty much such a big control in everything what we do and you know integrated being integrated so well on every step i would say and currently we are in this transformational stage where hey what's gonna happen in the future we're we gonna be like working or not how we're we gonna be uh, actually applying our knowledge in the future uh ourselves i kind of feel it already myself it's 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 it's, it's interesting feeling you know i don't feel myself old still so mm -hmm. but you know i feel myself pretty well experienced but the idea of like how you can apply your skill sets um you know if of course you still 
you know, can sell your skills, I would say, right? So you can like become a professional in anything and you can mm -hmm. still apply that to any job you do. But uh, with the time is like currently like, hmm, I'm not sure. Um, Hey guys, quick message from our sponsor, Nitro Betting. Nitro Betting takes your desire for anonymity seriously. It allows you to play without the need to worry about identity checks and personal information. It's a betting site, not an investment site, so you should be able to just have fun. As a top trusted Bitcoin betting site, Nitro Betting has truly got your back. Now, back to the episode, guys. I'm not sure if like I am good as much as like AI can deliver the results. Of course, I know that I, I'm going to own the general idea. I'm going to be controlling everything. But with an AI, you can optimize the process so much better that, you know, better than human can, can do uh, and faster than human can do. And it's so interesting because uh, I'm not sure that yeah, AI can fully replace human. But to be a good like uh, tool set that help you to navigate to work for sure. And we can all see like the industry, how it's shaking currently, like how many people lost their jobs. I'm yeah. talking to many friends of mine who've been like, you know, who's like a senior front-end developers, let's say, or back-end developers working for the big enterprise companies. And uh, they never had issues with job. And right now I'm getting some messages like, hey, they fired me, you know, and things like that. So I'm looking for a job right now. And so many, you know, situations like that currently on the market, especially in the United States, that uh, can like touch topic that you said about the, you know, self-driving cars and the unions and things like that. It's very interesting to be a part of this transformation. We have to adapt. We have to see how, you know, how to apply our knowledge to uh, continue growing. But the future is definitely interesting. <laughs> it is. AI is, you know, obviously here in 23 has really broken out and I think captivated many people with what it can do. Um, you know, kind of curious what your thoughts are on the state of AI, artificial intelligence, language learning models, um, you know, maybe where that can take us. Do you think it's going to be something incredibly beneficial for society where they're helping us in research, they're helping us travel, they're helping us perform, they're helping us to be better and more efficient as a as a human race, as a species, or is it like Terminator-esque, iRobot-esque, and it's something that, you know, could have a malicious intent, intent towards humanity, maybe want to kill us, take us over, control us. I mean, I think all cards are on the table with that because who knows how that plays out. And I do worry about how we influence the development of an AI algorithm. Um, but it's still very early. Just kind of curious, you know, what direction do you feel maybe we're heading with this? Yeah, I feel like is the like working in AI space, machine learning, image recognition, and all these um, uh, industries currently is the 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 big trend, of course, uh, based on the hype we are going through. But I feel like the pure Web3, or doesn't matter how we're going to call this terminology, uh, even though Web3 started with a blockchain, and then everyone started pushing to the metaverse because everyone thought this, this is going to be the next step. But can like AI came to the, you know, to the game and say like, hey, you forgot about me. I'm actually the main, <laughs> the, I'm going to take lead here, I feel. And I feel like the feel that the real Web3 is actually... Uh, I don't know, Web4, okay, let's, get, let's call it Web4 maybe. But the real transformation is happening currently with the AI era that's starting in, in the tech internet 
um, development, I would say, was like a regular internet where we have ability just to have an email, right, and chat to each other and, you know, have the voice calls and then blockchain that created cryptocurrencies, that fully new industry that actually changed the financial system and created transparency in the transaction and things like that. And then AI that can actually optimize everything, control everything, be your uh, amazing tool for everything. And I feel like that direction is going to be taking a huge uh, lead into, first of all, optimizing all the industries. And I just came to from TechCrunch, uh, so many AI projects, of course. Like last year, it was Web3, Metaverse, pam, pam, pam. Everyone mm -hmm. is just focusing on that. Currently, there is almost no blockchain I've seen. It's like AI just, you know, everywhere and uh obviously <laughs> because it's such a big big step to be honest where i don't know uh, let's say you and me we're not lawyers we can go to chat gpt and generate a contract for ourselves like without paying anyone to be sure that it's pretty much going to be like 90 99 good enough to to use to start right and that could be applied for any 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 industry I just can't even imagine this the the speed and the you know possibilities that's going to happen in five years. Just with the uh, ability to optimize the code, write yourself right now. Right now, you're not even a developer. You can get any CSS or PHP. Doesn't matter what you use or like uh, you know Solidity, Rust code, whatever you write. And then uh, that's just on the <clears throat> optimization of the workflow perspective. But then. Uh, diving deep into like science, diving deep into research and R&D, how much it could help people to uh, explore. And, you know, let's say we get to the point where AI is going to be already like scaled as much that is going to be independent. I'm just seeing it as an Oracle or something where we're mm -hmm. going to be paying a subscription. Do you have a bill? Do you have a connection to Oracle? Yes, of course. Awesome. So now you can ask anything and it's going to be kind of like, Almost like a like a god, the all the informational field that connected to it connected to ether and know everything, and then you can ask anything pretty much that's gonna um, answer your question pretty much. What do you think? Like when is how we can get to the another planet? What are what other planets in the in the solar system or what are the planets in the universe that are actually similar to Earth based on all the resources that AI can get from, you know, space stations and, you know, different planets in the sky using image recognition can find those, you know, planets that are similar to Earth way faster than human does. And because of the, you know, optimization of, you know, development of anything also going to grow faster. I feel like that's where, you know, it's going to be helping uh, humanity a lot. Like on the spaceships, like this, they mm -hmm. they show in movies, like main AI controlling everything on a spaceship, and it's like a main brain, like an oracle that helps you navigate through through everything. That's I've I've seen like pretty much the direction where it's going to be taken. Of course, there is a possibility to have the Terminator, and but I feel like you know it's currently because humans can like know those directions. Uh, they and they design this system. It could happen only if humans are gonna do some mistake. Like let's, let's say they like forget some element of the code that's gonna be saying, "Hey, you grow yourself, learn yourself, collect information yourself, and then make decisions yourself." But I mean, I don't think humans are stupid to to make such a, such a fall, even though there is a possibility. I feel like that's one uh, 
direction that uh, like that's the second direction it could take and the third direction is actually uh, when imagine that AI or controlling that, that that system could go to like terrorist hands or somebody who actually can use it opposite of you know something that humans need but like to take control of government planet and things like that it's also doable because whoever going to be controlling the main AI he's going to be probably the richest person in the world and the main power in the world as well, because full, like the big scale, scale of AI. That's why it's very interesting game starting right now is in general, like how the mm -hmm. country is being protected with the IPs and things like that, because uh, we are transforming into something new and something big for sure. So let's see, let's, let's, let's uh, make it like make our own game, I would say, because we all, you know the direction we want to take that ai and everything so i feel like we have the full opportunity to to make it good <laughs> yeah i mean if ai ever becomes autonomous in any kind of way i have a feeling it's going to be more like transformers than it will be like terminator because mm -hmm. i feel like they will rely on us in a lot of mm -hmm. ways like there are certain things humans do that an ai i don't think would be able to do artificially <laughs> Um, such as dive to the bottom of the ocean and fix a cable and or potentially, you know, run a nuclear reactor. I, I feel like synthetic materials wouldn't hold up in certain types of environments or know how to, you know, work around those problems correctly. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of things that, you know, may not be put into an AI's knowledge base that, you know, a human might be better for fit for. So I don't know. I, I feel like it's more likely that they would work alongside us. And we'd be sending them out into the into the solar system, into the universe, doing things on our behalf because it's more efficient to do that versus ourselves. And we're very fragile beings. Um, and uh, then it is for them to be, I think, combative with us. Exactly, exactly. But I feel like, you know, the idea of cyborgs, that's where we anyway going to take us with AI as, AI as well. And, you know, all these projects like Neuralink and, you know, all these different organs that humans can replace with like synthetic organs that they build with an AI. Because, you know, uh, we currently in the stage of evolution as a species, right? Because supplying AI going to make us like 100x smarter, let's say. So we can advance our brain skills. Um, and because our need actually anyway is to discover new planets and, you know, pretty much continue life uh, on different planets. You know, it's like the part of evolution, I think, for humanity. There is no way we can live here for another, continue destroying this planet. And like, it's going to be impossible to survive here, right? So uh, we, we humans like a virus. We have to like spray and take, take everything somewhere, even though it's not the, you know, best way to put it, but it's kind of true. But uh, I feel like because it's a big part of evolution, we have to... Uh, improve our skills of you know being the alive creatures like wearing some suits wearing some special maybe like adding the micro skin to your brain imagine you're living in space imagine you like mars is your first station where you take and start and then you fly to some different other planets and the atmosphere is very different like the um surviving abilities are so different so you have to be modified well like have a proper suit that actually going to be your body modification with AI, like an you know, Iron Man, let's say, or something like that. Ah, oh, man, that'd be sweet. I, I just want my personal <laughs> little Jarvis in the back of my head yeah, at all times. Me too. <laughs> me too. Me too. That'll be awesome. 
there, there's, a, I think, a great portion of humanity that's captivated and fascinated by the external reality we live in and what we can do, where we can go. But there's also virtual reality. And, you know, what kind of worlds can we create ourselves and that we can go into maybe to even escape reality? Um, and I know you work with um, some projects here in the metaverse. What, what's your take on where we're at with that? There's been a ton of development lately. Uh, Facebook and Apple releasing headsets and their own takes on augmented reality, mixed reality, virtual reality. Um, obviously, we had it blow up a couple of years ago. It's kind of died off a little bit, but I think it's going to come back. Um, what do you think of what, what is the metaverse to you and where do you kind of see this going? Um, yeah. So first of all, I, 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 I see that it's going to be not just, um, you know, internal experience. Yes, we can have them and it's very cool and it's important to, you know, let's say be in your room and then explore different worlds. It's just like the first use case. For me, the meta world and metaverse itself is the ability to uh, map out different 3D worlds. Maybe that could be linked to your uh, locations on a map. So let's say you are in your room and then you can kind of like have different layers of virtual reality of different objects that actually apply to your room. So let's say you in your room, but you want to like you want to go and watch the movie, or you actually want to go outside and play some different game. And the ability is have uh, the ability to have additional layers of you know reality, so called XR to the you know to the uh, current uh, reality, current location on the map, and then that's pretty much what created like uh, i was working in you know with metaverse ar xr for the past like 10 years doing different virtual reality experience augmented reality experience i worked with uh, big companies we had a pretty good team who've been you know delivering uh different ar vr projects but i feel like the big evolution happened when actually blockchain came to this game mm -hmm. because uh my biggest passion was kind of, kind of like i was finally happy that oh my god i finally can do it like actually Right now, I can build this virtual reality that I was dreaming about. So I can, the, the how I started building, actually, I can place any 3D object to any location on the map. And that 3D object could be in smart contracts. So technically, this could be an asset, not just 3D asset, but also a blockchain, so-called so currency, right? Or mm -hmm. NFT. Uh, and that smart contract can uh, contain some attributes. So... You can have some gamified experience with it, like let's say Pokemon Go, but with AI currently it also could be pretty randomized. And you know, that object could be your I don't know, dancing tutor that you can select this the skin or avatar for. It could be like, I don't know, uh Taylor Swift who's gonna be teaching you like how to dance salsa, for example. And you can see that avatar in AR, and because it's NFT, you're already paying for subscription, so you already can like using it. But uh if you if you're gonna apply ability to bridge that NFT with a smart contract with any other object, so you can also have kind of ability to upgrade it uh, and you know uh, grow it, uh, grow its you know uh, levels, I would say, and grow your own levels. So there's so much possibility using the technology and playing around with it. So that's where I see the future of metaverse. 
not just to be stuck in web. Of course, of course, with kind of Apple coming to the game and spatial UI, and uh, uh, that's going to be a pretty, pretty serious like game started there because now you can work different many tools just being uh, at one location, and you, you can like you extend in your screen so much that you know you can apply different UI, different software, different skill sets. Just pretty much design your room. Uh, your room is going to be your computer, pretty much. And it's kind of cool. You can put your screen on that wall, and then it's going to be your beat-making machine. This is going to be your scenes here, and this is, like, your design table or something. And then you can, like, you walk around, and you pretty much do, uh, you know, different experiences using, using different software in, in that uh, virtual augmented reality. Um, and then you can change those layers. Let's say it's a desktop for writing music. Now you have like DJ's, DJ uh, mixer, uh, beat, beat making machine or synths, and then you switch to designing something or engineering something, and you put different tools to your table. So that integration, I feel like with physical world is very important where you can, you know, not just like see everything as an image, but the objects are integrated into your reality like 3D objects walking around the table, you know, you have the control on the table or like somewhere on the wall, you can, you can, you can place different objects wherever you like. So I feel like that's the very important key there to actually, you know, entertain with metaverse. <clears throat> and then that's how I, you know, kind of like started doing R&D with my team and, you know, build different uh, solutions for that. Currently we are, you know, altered self was started as the, you know, uh, NFT and, you know, bridging different projects together, bridging different metaverses together, pretty much becoming like a backend uh, team for big metaverse companies. Nobody even know which companies we work with. It's kind of like, you know, sometimes an NDA and I can't even share this information, but mm -hmm. we've been pretty, pretty deep into like R&D for metaverse, building something that not exist yet. And... Um, can like do the R&D work in that space, making things happen using like Unreal Engine, Unity, applying blockchain, and then using the latest trends in like video graphics, like NVIDIA and other technologies uh, to, to make things happen. Um, one more question before we kind of start wrapping things up slowly. W what are you working on now in particular? Are you working on Alter? Are you working on some other projects? What, what's your main focus at the moment? Yeah, so I'm working uh, on Alter. <clears throat> Alter is the like a metaverse technology that, as I said, we are building. Uh, it was a bit hard year for the metaverse industry in general. Mm -hmm. You probably, have, as you've seen with you know all the trends and hype for AI, but the big goal right now is to apply AI uh, to it and uh, finalize the R&Ds that we've been working. Uh, so Alter is still uh, still going, even though we delayed the, the launch of the metaverse itself. It just doesn't make sense to to pretty much la la launch it the way um, it's supposed to be launched, like last year. Uh, but the tech is still there, and we utilizing this tech. We're building a lot of things uh, for different companies, uh, for you know big metaverse projects. So I work as a consultant for you know AR, XR, 3D, uh, you know projects and studios, and you know game dev companies. Um, I also, with my partner, we started, 
cannabis software is called Widar, that actually where we utilize in a lot of AR as well. You can open every product. But the idea, because you know, we, we, we picked that niche industry because it's way more easy to start from there and scale from there to any other industry. But uh, we're building like loyalty system, NFTs, uh, you know, like uh, marketplace, delivery of the product, kind of like changing the e-commerce and um, buying experience in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then um, pretty much, as I said, I work as a consultant and, uh, you know, pretty much building things in, in web, blockchain, um, and metaverse space. Nice, man. Where can people uh, get in contact with you if they want to consult with you um, personally regarding uh, metaverse development or any other kind of development that you you know have within your skill set, tool set, um, or they want to learn more about what you're working on? Wh- where's the best place to go? Is it LinkedIn? Is it socials? Uh, is it just directly to email? LinkedIn works. Uh, usually it's can, you know, get a bunch of messages there. So it's better to like, you know, uh, send message on LinkedIn and also my email i at pshkv.com so it's like Pashkov but pshkv abbreviation.com pretty easy uh, yeah that's the best place uh, LinkedIn or, or or email awesome man um, it's been a fascinating conversation we, we've covered quite a few different topics um, but it, it's cool to see I think the wide array of knowledge that you have through your experience, you know, on all of these different things and what you work on. And, um, there's a, there's a value, a lot of value to attribute to that. So, um, congrats, man. And, um, fantastic conversation. So thanks for coming on and sharing that today. And we're going to have to do a couple, couple more episodes. I think there's a lot of more we can dive into. I'll be happy. I can continue forever, <laughs> especially on the topic of innovation. You know, I can talk forever about everything and thank you so much for inviting Brendan. If you feel that, you know, there is any, anything, interesting we can talk about i'll be happy to do i i think there will be so we'll we'll keep in touch <laughs> on that but uh so, take care and have a good day man we'll talk soon thank you so much likewise final message from our sponsor nitro betting nitro betting gives you so many options to bet wager play with a deep sports book from nfl nba nhl mlb mma to motorsports poker blackjack esports rocket league call of duty you name it. There's plenty of diversity and choice. So go to nitrobetting.eu to experience everything they have to offer. All links are in the description for the episode and see you guys on the next one.